This is the Key to Authority podcast, episode number 53 with Nathan Chan. Welcome to the Key to Authority podcast, where it is all about helping you unlock the secrets of becoming the go-to expert in your industry. And here is your host, Janish Pandya. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Key to Authority podcast. I'm your host, Janish Pandya, and I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you for spending the time to listen to our show and thank you for being here. Thank you for allowing me to share such amazing content and such amazing guests with you. If this is your first time, welcome to the show. Stick around and learn about our incredible guests, what they have to share and how that can help you become the go-to expert in your industry. Because at the end, it's about you. It's about the business of you. It's about building that authority status. It's about And that's what it's about. It's about attracting people towards you and your business. And that's what we talk about on the Key to Authority podcast. And if you want to find out more about all the other episodes or listen to all the rest of the incredible guests we have, go to keytoauthority.com slash A-L-L. That is all. And you'll find every single episode till now recorded for you to listen to and act upon. So check them out. Now, I'm so bloody excited to bring you today's guest. Like, I met him uh, last year at a conference, and I was blown away by what he has achieved at such a young age and what he's been able to do and the people he has been able to reach and by just simply following simple things and one by one. And the guest I'm talking about is Nathan Chan from The Founder Magazine. A founder magazine is founder magazine is one of the top ten business and investing magazine talking about entrepreneurship startup and is meant for young entrepreneurs. And what Nathan has done with that founder in such a short time is incredible. He has had such incredible and tremendous growth that if you look at it, you're like, wow. What an achievement. And that's what we go and talk about in today's episode. We also dive into what the catalyst was in terms of how he managed to get that growth and to over 100,000 email subscribers, to over 500,000 Instagram followers, and also how he managed to get interview the big top names like Richard Branson, Seth Gordon, Ariana Huffington, Gary Vaynerchuk, and the rest, like it's amazing and it's incredible to learn from Nathan. So without further ado, here's the interview with Nathan Chan. Hey Nathan, welcome to the Key to Authority podcast. Uh, We first met at the We Are Podcast conference and I really, really loved your presentation and that's when I found out about Founder, the magazine you've started out and what a success it has been with the magazine and the people you have interviewed from Richard Branson to Ariana Huffington to Seth Gordon to Barbara Cochran, just to name a few. And uh, upcoming is Guy Kawasaki, which I'm really looking forward to. So thought, let's catch up, find out more about what you do and how you got there and how you became that authority in that digital magazines. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Janesh. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. So, Nathan, like uh, you started this magazine back in 2013, correct? Yep, yep, March March 2013. So, from March 2013 to Richard Branson issue, 
And before that, well, first of all, where did that idea come from it's for a digital mag? And then what were you doing from that time till the Richard Branson issue? Yeah, so I started Founder while I was working my day job. Um, I didn't know, like literally when I started, I didn't know where it would, would end up. I actually, I kind of had like a grand scheme, but I, I just wasn't very sure of myself, to be honest. And I think, you know, Founder's my first serious business. I've never started a business before. And I think whenever you start, your first business and you you know you you quite i think you're quite unsure of yourself and you're not sure if it's going to work and and you just don't have that confidence that that you do if it was you know your second or third or if you've just got a little bit of experience in you know what i mean so for me i i really didn't have uh the plan uh that that we would get as far as we've got but i kind of did want to build it up to leave my day job and what happened was you know we launched this magazine and it's uh found as a, a digital magazine on the app store and google play store for mobile and tablet devices and what happened was we launched this magazine um it was actually it actually had a different name it wasn't actually even called founder and uh four months in uh we were sued for trademark infringement and I had to change the name and I ended up changing it to Founder. Oh, crap. <laughs> and uh yeah, major blessing in disguise. And um, you know, it you know, during all this time I was still working my day job. So I started the magazine on the side and around the time I got sued, so four months in, I um just before that I pitched Richard Branson and he said yes to an interview. Um so yeah, I just had to work through that lawsuit and by the time we changed the name and did the rebrand, um, we launched the Branson issue not long after, like a month later. And, uh, yeah, it took me a while to build it up, uh, to build it up to replace my operating costs and, and replace my income. And so I could pay myself a decent wage. Uh, it took me about just over a year. And, uh, yeah, the rest is kind of history, man. But, um, the idea came about because for a few reasons, I just thought that one, uh, creating a digital magazine would be such a brilliant idea because print is a dying trade and, uh, an opportunity came about where, um, uh, I could purchase this self, uh, like, uh, off the shelf publishing software that would, that would teach you how to publish your own digital magazine and also provide you with the software that would allow you to do it. And, um, I just thought it was such a brilliant idea. And I also felt that, Podcasts were really hot. I knew podcasts were getting really hot again. Uh, and I also knew that this whole interview thing was really powerful, but I didn't, I didn't want to be like everyone else. And I thought, you know, there's a lot of magazines out there, but there's not really any magazines out there that, uh, really speak to aspiring and novice stage entrepreneurs and also young entrepreneurs. So, you know, thinking of all that, I took that idea and just kind of ran with it, man. So having that different idea that allowed you to then quit your job to that Richard Branson issue. So was that the main thing that kind of got founder's name out there or were you working on things before that as well? Um, so yeah, just want to be really, really clear. Um, the timeline is that I started founder March, 2013. We were sued, uh, about three months later. So what does that make us around July or, or so? 
and then we launched the Branson issue, I think, September 2013, and I ended up leaving my job. I think it was uh, sometime, yeah, around mid-2014, I left my job, okay? Yep. So we things really started to take off for us, yes. Not so much that, like, you know, we had the Richard Branson issue, and then it was just like, boom. Um, you know, things are exploding. Even like to this day, like the business is growing quite fast, but it's not just like boom, you know, just a massive spike. It actually doesn't, I actually haven't found that to be the case with us and the growth of Founder. It's actually been just really, really just solid, steady growth over time, like literally like a snowball, um, just collecting more snow. No, going down a hill, man. Like it hasn't been just like boom. And, and and I know it's funny you say that because I used to think to myself, like if only if I, I if only we can get you know Richard Branson, it's going to explode. If only we can do this, it's going to explode. It's going to change the game. But no, there wasn't actually any like big exploding moment where it just was like this is it taken off, exploded. It was just quite gradual, man. Okay, and then what made it to go that gradual growth because i know you've grown really really quickly and a lot of people aspire to that even people who have been in business for years and years so was there some magic formula or something that you used or yeah i think just being super consistent dude and just like keep like building on that momentum so you know once we got richard branson then it was just like okay so how can we get other influences and how can we master the magazine so you know we can get um, you know, a lot more readers and, and a lot more downloads and how can we get more influences? And, and I think one thing, um, that, that I've done just to make, just to, one thing I've done that I just to make, um, just to make things work and, and just keep that consistent growth is, is I think, I think, uh, we just focus on one thing and we get really, really good at it. So we got really, really good at the magazine and mastering that platform in the app store, you know, getting as many downloads as possible, optimizing the funnel, and then we move on to the next thing. And, um, you know, that's when we, you know, launched the podcast. You know, we launched the podcast. Our podcast has been out for a year now. And, uh, you know, we just got really, really good at doing, like, you know, podcast interviews and always, you know, just getting really good at that. And then we move on to the next thing. And, like, how do we, you know, get really, really good at, doing content marketing for the blog and like, you know, kind of goes hand in hand with the magazine and a whole content piece. How do we get really, really good at that? And then how do we master social media or just like a marketing channel? So that's what we did with Instagram. We got really, really good at that. And like, then it comes to like, you know, how do you build your email list really, really fast? So we got really good at that. So I think we just keep building momentum on the things that we're good at. And then also we, we focus on attacking a certain thing and we don't move on to the next thing until it's done properly that's awesome because yeah like i think one of the biggest problems us entrepreneurs have is uh, that shiny object syndrome was like catch that cut that cut that do this do that and everything just ends up in a mess <laughs> yeah 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 i agree so nathan then in terms of you got richard branson you got started getting the big names. so what was the process around getting those big names because people can just dream of interviewing them it's they don't reach out to them or they trying to reach out, but then they fail and doesn't work out. And I know you shared this story at We Are Podcast and I loved it. So I'd love to have a bit of recap and a bit of more nitty-gritty details about it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure thing, bro. So um, 
you know, if people do want to delve deeper in on this, we did write like an epic blog post that, uh, you know, it was, it, it's like maybe close to 10,000 words. Um, and, you know, if people do want to, to find out like, and, and go even deeper than what I'm about to share, um, you can go to foundermag, F-O-U-N-D-R-Mag.com forward slash get interviews. And, uh, you know, you can read that blog post because it's quite a popular blog post on the website and it goes through absolutely everything. We really don't hold back. Um, but the way that we've done it is the first thing we did. And I think this is, you know, to answer your question for us, for us, it's made things easier that we have a magazine. We have a front cover. Um, that just adds a whole ton more of weight and legitimacy about your brand. And uh, people take that a lot more seriously um, as opposed to, you know, a blog or a website or a podcast. Um, it just, it just, yeah, having a magazine can be very, very powerful. And then, you know, to answer your question around how your audience um, can, can tap into what I'm about to share and if they read that blog post, it really comes down to a few things. Uh, the first thing is I think you've got to be, you've got to, you've got to find when that person is looking for press. So if you want to get interviews with hard-to-reach people or influencers in your niche or market, if you run a podcast or you you know, you know, have some form of a content play, you have to know and be able to find out when that person's looking for press because when they're looking for press, they're more likely to say yes. So that's the first piece of the puzzle. So, you know, one, one really good quick hack is a lot of these influencers, especially in the uh, entrepreneurship niche, they're always releasing books and, uh, and, um, you know, you can go to Amazon and you can actually find out the coming soon list on, on books for Amazon. So that's a brilliant way to find out, uh, you know, if somebody, is going to be looking for press soon, like because if they're going to have to come, a book coming out, they want press. So, for example, I can tell you for a fact that um, you know Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, he's a he's a very uh, well known uh, entrepreneur in in this um, in the entrepreneurship you know on business space. You know he's got a book coming out in February March, like he's looking for press right now. So, if you want to interview Gary Vaynerchuk, now's the time to pitch. And he will openly do interviews. Um, you know, we just did an interview with him literally this week. Awesome. I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask is when's his cover coming out? Is that February, March? And I would issue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. So like that's been in the mix for a long time. Like, you know, his team contacted me ages ago. So they contacted me. But you know, back in the day, nobody used to contact me. I, I have to find these things out. That's how we got interview with Tim Ferriss. That's how we got interview with Arana Huffington. So you just have to find these things out. And, you know, what happens over time is you, you get better at better at finding what these people want and using what you have as leverage. So what we do is, you know, first of all, I, and I, and I want to be really, really clear. You don't have to have a big audience, but it does help. And we have built up a big audience, but that's taken a long period of time. You know, founder turns three when we hit March, man. So we've been, we've been around for a while and we've been building up that audience. But, you know, what we did is we found leverage with, you know, Richard Branson. He, we, you know, we interviewed him when we didn't ha really have that much of a bigger, that much of a big audience. And we've used 
that one interview as a stepping stone to get interviews with other people. So that's where you can use, if you can get one influencer, you can, uh, I guess, start to align yourself with other influencers and become an authority that way. And that's what we've essentially done. Because with the Richard Branson interview, we used that to springboard off getting an interview of Ariana Huffington. And we showed, you know, when we're pitching, we're showing the front cover of the magazine. So that's another thing you want to be doing is you want to be, you know, sharing and and lining yourself with other influencers because then you can make it a massive no-brainer. And then from there, once you start to do that, you can start pitching other people and you just kind of just build up your reputation and just work your way up the ladder. And that's essentially what we've done. But there's a whole ton of other things that I want to share with you around, you know, how to get interviews with hard to reach people. First, you know, it's it's one thing to know if they're looking for press, but how do you get in touch with the correct person? So, you know, if you know Gary Vaynerchuk's launching a book, what's the next step? The next step is actually finding the go-to person that uh, is in charge of his, you know, press. So it could be a person in business development. It could be a person in the PR, in his PR company. Uh, in his, uh, PR, doing PR in Vanya Media. It could be actually an external agency that he might use specifically to get press. So it really does depend. And that's where you have to start doing some fact finding. You have to start making some phone calls or sending out some emails and start pitching. And you have to be prepared that people aren't going to write back to you. And, uh, you know, we still to this day get a lot of no's. We've interviewed so many influencers in the, in our niche, in the, in the entrepreneurship niche and market but um you know a lot of people don't get back to us a lot of people still say no so that's why uh you know you have to keep pitching you have to find the gatekeeper and once you find that person then you want to be pitching them and you want to be um you know lining up getting your ducks in a row so you don't trying to make it as much of a no-brainer as possible and the ways you can do that is you know if you do have an audience obviously state your audience if you have interviewed you know someone that is hard to reach you can show that you've done that and you know if you can get a testimonial from that person maybe like you just got to try and stack it all up and you've also the more assets you have where you can help them the better so for us you know we offer now like depending on the person we can offer a post in our like a a, an article in our Huffington Post column, an article in our Entrepreneur.com column, a front cover ma- ish, uh, front cover feature in the magazine, a feature in the podcast, a uh, big push over social media, especially on our Instagram. It's half a million people. <laughs> a big push to our email list, which is over a hundred, close to one hundred thirty thousand. Like, can you see where I'm going with this? Yes, it's a massive and like it's a massive value that you're providing for that. Yeah, but please to- know. I never, it never was like that. So we just try and get better and better at it, you know? Yep. So in terms of going from there where like you've found a person, so what's the next step from there? Like, how do you book that in? Um, you, I, I highly recommend using a tool like meet me dot, uh, so schedule once. Yep. Highly recommend using a tool like schedule once. It's quite professional. Um, and yeah, you, you can only book that in though if they say, if they agree and, and you've just got to pitch and see what they say. And also be prepared if they say no to come back and ask a year later or six months later or two years later, in fact, uh, because you just never know if, unless you ask, you just got to keep pitching. Yeah. And so what's the meaning for you for no? Uh, 
don't really have one. Because like, yeah. I, I remember when you told me the story, like when you got told, no, I think was the Oprah interview and then you continued and you're still continuing that. Like it's, yeah, I, I love your yeah. hustle, man. <laughs> yeah. 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 Look, don't get me wrong. Um, you know, there is one person in particular that will probably never be able to interview, and I've kind of come to terms with that, and that was um, Steve Wozniak. I've pitched them maybe three, four times. Um, maybe, I, maybe I annoyed them. I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, 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 maybe that one's never going to happen. But, you know, there's some that, like, I might pitch, um, and then I never get through, and then I kind of just forget about it for a while. Like, we were trying really hard to get Elon Musk. Same with Oprah. Um, when, and we've tried two times now when first, uh, first when someone from her team contacted us, but they wanted to do something around Deepak Chopra and Oprah, but then they didn't win and it didn't end up happening. And then, um, we only, we, we, we just interviewed Deepak and then, um, she was coming to Australia. So I tried to do something around that and, and that didn't really work out either. So, you know, we just, just, uh, you're just keeping our eyes out. Um, just being super organized. Like, you know, we've got our front covers booked uh, up until, I think, July, August. Yeah, so July, August until, you know, July, August of this year. So just kind of be super organized and just line them all up. Now, awesome. So how then, when you've got that interview you're on Skype, uh, how do you impress them out? Like, what kind of questions do you ask? What, the, what, what, does, what goes on the back end side of things in terms of preparation and all that kind of stuff? Because, like, having that kind of a celebrity on your interview it's also like i remember you shared the story of seth godin where it was like just with he replied and within two days you had to interview him or something like that and yeah so how does all that happen yeah yeah that's a great question man um see it really depends now like with oprah and like the business is going okay like with oprah if she said yes i would probably fly to anywhere around the world to go and interview her <laughs> um it just depends depends it depends on the person depends on the situation and depends and depending on that is what i'll be pitching for um same with elon musk you know i'll fly anywhere to go to to go interview that dude but you know for gary v like you know it can be easy done on skype and he's like you know he does a lot of his interviews on skype so it's fine you know to have to interview him person i could fly like we've got a lot of things going on it just really depends it really really depends um I haven't had to fly out to do any interviews yet, to be honest. Um, we're just always done through Skype. So right now, my preparation is like, what was my preparation for Gary V? Well, I know his work really, really well. So I've been thinking about, you know, and this, this interview was in the, in the works, like being discussed six months ago. So I already like, I knew his work really, really well. And I've been thinking about these kind of, like the kind of questions that I want to ask him. And then just like literally the day before, the night before the interview, I just wrote a whole ton of potential questions on Notepad, and then um, I just worked my way through them. Uh, and then, yeah, I also I also don't like to do too much research now, Janesh, just because I feel the best kind of interviews flow from just a natural conversation with the person. Yep. And, um, you know, the questions that come out are the ones that, you know, you just naturally want to ask, however the conversation is going um so yeah a lot of the times i don't do that much preparation now um it also depends on like you know what the deal is or what what uh you know uh what what i was pitching for so you know 
it comes back to like the whole book thing or, or what that person has going on. And if they're looking for press, if they want to talk about their latest book, um, you know, I will try and get an advanced copy. I will try and read it. I will try and find out what's going on. So, you know, Tony Robbins, for example, that, that was actually quite nerve wracking. And I had so much preparation involved. Um, I read the book. I did so much research, watched a lot of other interviews, like, um, I, you know, researched a lot of Tony's work and, um, yeah, that one I was quite nervous about, to be honest, man. And I, and, uh, you know, um, it, you know, we had an, an organized date and he couldn't make it. And then we had to reschedule. We had to reschedule a couple of times. Um, and, uh, you know, the, I, we finally made it happen the third time we rescheduled and, uh, it worked out really, really well because, um, Tony was very generous with his time and he was very, very giving. But I was going to say, like, really depends on the person like seth godin i knew his work really well i pitched him on a friday night and he asked me if i could do it in two hours when i woke <laughs> up at 7 a.m and i was like done because i knew that like you know it's got to strike while the iron's hot sometimes and yeah, it really depends on the person and as time has gone on i've built up that confidence that i don't need to prepare that much and i don't get as nervous yeah and what are some of your like go-to questions to get the most deepest conversation out of them or the most meaningful ones because like i listened to the seth gordon interview and i'm like oh my god that's so much gold and how did he come up with all these questions and things like that yeah 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 so um the first question i always ask uh every one of our um every one of our uh people that we interview and feature is um how did you get your job and the reason i asked that is because it's it's quite a confronting question for someone that's an entrepreneur because we we work so hard to not to have a job and not to work for someone else so um <laughs> that always that always i think that always really starts off well to set the scene uh, a lot of people laugh at that you know it's it's funny like um a lot of people you know don't understand it a lot of people say well what what do you mean what what my job like i don't understand i don't have a job you know, so, so that's always a go-to. Um, another go-to is just three actionable items that people can take away. Um, another one is, uh, you know, what did you have to sacrifice to get where you are today? What did you have to give up? Um, just, yeah, look, I, I have a few different go-to questions, but it really depends. Like, um, I also like to also know, um, who that person learns from. That's another go-to. I always find that interesting to find out who they learnt from. I also like to hear about their struggles and their failures and, and um, yeah, it really depends. Really, really depends. It's just like a conversation like me and you're having right now. I'm sure you didn't have all these questions written down. I didn't, I didn't write it down because the, all the preparation I had was listening to your presentation at weird podcasts and looking up some of the past interviews. And obviously I'll, I've been listening to the founder podcast for quite a while. So that's why I'm like, it's just a casual conversation and then I love yeah. that direction where it goes. <laughs> yeah, that's it, man. So um, that's all I really do, bro. Ah, so, okay, so look, let's get back to the Founder Magazine and how you've built up that growth quickly. And I know one of your go-to tool and the biggest tool that uh, you mentioned that you've got 500, over 500,000 followers on Instagram. That is like amazing, amazing, amazing. I don't know where that stands in the Instagram world, but I'm pretty sure it's like the top, top level, isn't it? Um, yeah, we're doing all right. Like I think our account, like there's 400 million active users on Instagram. So 400 million accounts. Yeah. And we're in like, I think the top 7,000 maybe in the world. 
That's yeah. Awesome. I just check it. Out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't even I haven't even checked our rank yet. So we're in. Yeah, we're we're seven thousand seven hundred and sixty three. That is cool. So Nathan, what is the key to dominating Instagram then? Yeah. Wow. Um. Okay. I want to be really clear too, man. We built this up in thirteen months, so we've been on Instagram for thirteen months. Um, so I think the most important thing to take away is not actually the amount of followers you have. It's actually what you can do with that. And, um, we've been able to generate, you know, at least a hundred thousand, uh, email, email subscribers from that, um, from Instagram. And we're just kind of getting warmed up. So how are we doing it? Uh, dude, I could sit here and talk about it all day. If people <laughs> do want to, um, if people do want to, delve a little deeper because I know we won't be able to cover it all. You can go and download a free ebook, which is quite in-depth and really comprehensive that will go even more deeper on the, some of the things I'm about to share and tactics and strategies. If you go to foundermag, F-O-U-N-D-R-Mag.com forward slash free, F-R-E-E, uh, you know, you can, you can definitely download that free ebook that will, uh, help you get started. But I think, it comes down to a few things, man. I think when it comes to Instagram, there's a few things that a lot of people aren't doing. And if you do do these things, uh, it's definitely going to help your growth. I think the first thing is we just are relentlessly posting. Like we've been on Instagram, as I said, for 13 months and we've been posting. I've only missed one day of posting, bro. Wow. <laughs> uh, so I'm posting every single day. Yep. And we've only ever missed one day of posting, and that was in the early days because I was traveling um, to India, and we were, we were in transit, and uh, I was uh, actually um, going to our designer of the magazine, uh, his wedding in India, in Chennai, <laughs> and uh, yeah, missed a day of posting. But otherwise, we've been posting every single day, and we try and post at least anywhere between four to eight times a day. Um, so we're very, very aggressive on how much content we post. And then, you know, another piece of that puzzle is the kind of content we're posting. We post a lot of quotes, which seem to work very, very well in terms of people wanting to tag their friends, people liking it, people wanting to share it and, uh, just being extremely valuable to our audience. So you need to find content that works really, really well in your target audience. And for us, it's quotes, tips, startup facts. So that's another thing that we're doing. And also those, those quotes and, and the content that we produce is really well designed. Having really, really well designed content is really, really important. Um, you want to make the images look good, whether it's a, a photographed image or a, an image that you've, you know, created yourself with some writing or whatever. You want to make it so it looks good. And then another thing is we've got a consistent theme. So if you come to the founder Instagram page, you straight away know what it's all about. And, uh, you know, there's so many accounts out there that don't have a consistent content theme. So that's really important as well. Um, another thing you should be doing, and this is one of the biggest growth things that I've found is, is to do S for S flat out. And what does S for S stand for? It stands for share for share, shout out for shout out. And essentially what you want to be doing is you want to be getting as many accounts as you can to shout out your account and whether that's you shout out their account and they shout out yours so it's like a partnership where they post your image on their page their instagram page and mention you in the caption and tag you and then um you do the same for them 
or alternatively, you pay that account to shout you out. And uh, there's plenty of people making a lot of money just with these big Instagram pages and just charging for essentially native advertising, essentially influencer marketing. Um, so, yeah, we've found that to be very, very powerful. And, uh, yeah, dude, if you just double down and just get as many accounts as you can to shout you out, um, yeah, that we're just very aggressive on that too, bro. Yeah, and then the shot for shot, does that happen? Like, because now you have 500,000 followers, would you go for a smaller followers? Or when, like, let's say I haven't started much on Instagram. I'm not doing much on Instagram. Uh, still something I have to learn. But where would someone like me who has like 100 or 20, 30 followers go into shout for shout? Because that's taking the leverage of the other person's account. So I can't obviously go 100,000 kind of people and then ask them to kind of do it. I don't know. Do you get it? Yeah, yeah, of yeah, course. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to look for mutually beneficial exchange in value always. It's like any partnership, right? So yeah. you don't want to be uh, you, like you wouldn't you wouldn't contact someone that has a hundred thousand followers, and if you have only um, if you only have two hundred, uh, it's it's not it's not really a fair exchange in value. So what you want to do is you want to you know naturally build up your account yourself by start you know. Uh, posting content, you know, contributing to whatever market or niche you're in and start serving that market on a consistent basis and build followers up organically over time. And once you get to about a thousand followers or even 500 followers, you, you can start approaching people for S for S. And then, like, I remember you mentioned about something called kick. So what's that and how does that work? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, kick is a, Kick is an instant messaging tool, and uh, for some reason, a lot of Instagrammers, like hardcore Instagrammers, they all use Kick. I use it too. Like I, I, I handle all my Instagram stuff via Kick, and um, on my Kick, I've just got um, you know every all the like top influencers in the entrepreneurship, startup motivation kind of niche, all on my all on my Kick, and I can contact them whenever I please because. Um, you know, in the early days, I did a lot of hustle, did a lot of networking, and it's really, really key to be able to, you know, hit up those people when you need something or when you want to do a shout out, uh, share, share for share and, and just stuff like that. Okay. And you mentioned about lead generation. So you said like you've grown roughly around what, 100,000 subscribers from that. So how does that work? Because I know Instagram doesn't allow, you know, like links and stuff on your pictures and things like that. So what do you do to create that or generate that back to get those subscribers? Because email is the key, I guess. Yeah, email email marketing is very powerful. Um, so how do we do that? Well, the thing with Instagram is you only have one link, and that, and that is in your bio. You cannot have links in the pictures, that's correct, or in the captions. So your clickable link um, – I believe you should make it just a landing page, just a super minimal minimalist style landing page, and uh, with that um, minimal style landing page, uh, like you just drive traffic to that page. So people, as time goes on, people will click on the link in your bio, um, and when you get new followers, people are going to click on the link in your bio and they're going to see what you're all about and. 
yeah, and then from there you just keep building. So I'm not I'm less concerned with the amount of followers we have, and I'm just more concerned with the amount of people clicking on the link in our bio. But the more new followers we get there, the more people will, will potentially click on the link in our bio, and that we can build a relationship with. So I I like Instagram for two reasons: one, to build our email list, and two, to build our exposure, influence, and authority. And then how do you drive that? Because uh, like normally you post an Instagram picture. So what kind of pictures do you post that makes people click that link? Because I think, is that the missing piece of puzzle or is there other bits and pieces to it? Yeah. So essentially, essentially what you'll find is people will click on the link in your bio once you start building um, your page up. Like that's just a natural progression. If you, if you go to someone's Facebook page or, you know, you, you just, you never heard of a brand before, you want to check out their website if you think they're cool. Mm. So you will go and, and do that. But to, um, give it a little bit more of a kick, it definitely does help if you do post an image about whatever lead magnet you have. So if you want to push to a landing page, if you have a lead magnet, which is something I highly recommend, but really depends on the goal and, you know, it might not be a good fit. If you have an e-commerce physical product, you probably won't push to a landing page. Um, you might, you might not. I don't know, but it really depends. You'd have to test. But for us in our business, I highly, highly recommend to have a landing page where you're giving away a lead magnet and uh, you know, getting that person to uh, sign up um, to that lead magnet in exchange for their email address. And whatever your lead magnet is, um, you should definitely do posts about it every now and then. Okay. Just and actually say like click on the link in my bio to get this lead magnet or or whatever like get this special thing or whatever. So that's really important also. Ah, that's good. And I'm getting now that picture. It's still organic. It's that S4S. It's that building value, building to content, and that target audience is what you got to specify. Is that a good summary? Yeah. And so what? 100%. <laughs> that's good then. Uh, so in terms of, cause I know you're experimenting a lot with Instagram, you're building and you have a great course of Instagram. So what are certain things that you're working on at the moment? You're trying to experiment to increase that lead generation stuff or increase those followers apart from what you've just described? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, to be honest, uh, Janesh, like, We've just got a really solid formula now, bro. So we just keep doubling down on, on what we're doing and, 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 you know, some of what we discussed and, you know, we just, just keep, um, just fueling that growth. Like we've got a really good growth formula. We've got a really good base now and, uh, we just go, just keep doing what we're doing. Just flat out S for S, you know, flat out posting epic content, you know, posting the best possible content we can and just keep doing deals and, yeah, stuff like that, mixing up our lead magnets and, uh, yeah, dude, like just rinse and keep repeat. trying to find out. Yeah, rinse and repeat, really. Yeah, it really is like rinse and repeat, just find out what's working, what's not. And yeah, just keep doing it. Um, that's, that's, that's our biggest focus. Just like, just keep doing it. I want to get to a goal of, um, a million followers by the end of April. Yep. Uh, so our account is growing much faster of, of late. I've been doing some really cool stuff that appears to be working really well. And what's so that the past cool 30 stuff days? <laughs> So like in the past 30 days, um, we've grown, uh, 62,000 new followers wow. in the past 30 days. So, um, the cool stuff that I've been doing is I've found that, uh, just posting really, really good content, like so good 
um, it just, it just, yeah, if, if you have a focus on just posting content that is so good, so you have to start to build a, a real eye for it and it takes time. But, um, yeah, I've just had a focus on posting really, really good content. Um, and don't have to post it every time. Like, don't have to find like the best possible things ever every time, but it's still valuable stuff. But, um, you know, because we do have uh, a virtual assistant in the Philippines that manages our Instagram a lot and I, I don't really touch it that much anymore. But, um, yeah, I found if you, if you go above and beyond with the content you're trying to produce and, uh, produce content better than anyone, it just seems to reward you really well. Okay. So give, can you give me some examples of like what's the content you found that's worked really, really well? Because I'm getting very curious now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of course, man. So. I'm just going to pull up my page right now. Like, um, I'll do that on this side so well. <laughs> if we get 10,000, I can see that good because you can see some of our get only 4,000 or 5,000 or 7,000. It really does depend. So if one of our pictures gets 20,000 likes, that's pretty out of this world, bro. And that, that was, um, uh, an image uh, that we posted yesterday. And the Im- image says double tap if you're going to become a millionaire. And that, uh, just worked like wildfire, man. That is awesome. so we want to find as many we want to find bro as many images like that as we can like just like amazingly really really good images like that that are the best that we know are going to hit home so it's that double tap and that gives you the heart for those people who have no idea about instagram I've, i'm still learning so <laughs> i learned that a bit while ago i was reading through that free guide of yours i'm like wow there's so much stuff i've not even known about <laughs> Yeah, 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 man. There's a lot to it, bro. There's a lot to it. I wish I could uh, talk about it all day. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. But I know like you have a course and stuff. So what else do you uh, delve in the course and what's the name of the course? Is it Instagram domination from? Yeah, yeah, that's the course. Yeah, yeah. So it's called Instagram domination. It pretty much just came about because it's funny. I never thought that we'd get into this whole courses thing. Um, (laughs) So found, you know, it's a digital magazine and, uh, you know, we have a podcast and we have a blog and rocking social channels and, you know, we were just focusing on building the magazine and then, um, we were doing some really cool stuff on Instagram and all these people started asking me how I was doing it and I didn't really want to do any consulting, man. So I was just like, um, okay, well, what should I do? And I speak to my friends and one of my friends is like, oh, you should just create a course and you can teach for the course. I was like, oh, really? I was like, I don't know if that's really our thing. And he's like, yeah, dude, he's like, you know, it makes sense, man. Like, <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I just put it out to our email list. And this is the beautiful thing about having a, a, a newsletter and an email database and, and building a relationship with that list. And I was just like, look, Hey guys, um, I don't, I don't know if this is your thing, but like, you know, this is what we're doing with Instagram. Would you be interested? You know, we've got like, you know, I think it was like we had like uh, close maybe 50,000 followers built that up in a couple, maybe a month or so or six weeks or something. I can't remember the exact numbers, but it was growing really fast. And I said, Hey guys, like, would you be interested in this? And like, you know, just hit, hit reply right back to me. And at the time, you know, our email list was only around, I think 3000 people. And, um, you know, we had like 250 people personally write back to me and said, man, that sounds amazing. Can you please, do a course on this and uh yeah dude it just took me down this path of creating this course and going and i was just like wow these you know there's so much more education that we need to be doing for our audience and um you know now now a big 
our focus this year is, is building out a lot more product, a lot more courses to serve our audience. And, um, yeah, to answer your question around, you know, what do we cover on in the course? Like, you know, you want to know how to create these epic images. You want to know how to find people to do S for S with. You want to know what the best times are to post. You want to know, you know, all the different types of S for S. You want to know, um, you know, just how to track links in your buy. You want to know how to do analytics. You want to know all these other growth strategies that I haven't even mentioned. Like, you want to know how to utilize hashtags. Like, so there's a lot there. Um, yeah, a lot there. Yeah. And so can you share some of the tools or apps or things that you uh, you use that actually help you out? Because I'm not too sure in guys how much automation is involved, but I'm pretty sure knowing you, you would have uh, put down this like as a full on step one, step two system kind of thing. And the course would be amazing, amazing. And I'd probably look forward to probably getting it down the track very soon <laughs> so yeah oh, awesome, man. <laughs> so what uh what's uh some of the apps or some of the tools that you can share that are must have if someone wants to get down serious about instagram yeah 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 so i think you know i reckon scheduling is really really key so we use a scheduling tool um our tool of choice is called latergram which is really cool really powerful uh so that's for scheduling but the the problem is you can't schedule like you schedule with like buffer or something buffer and stuff like that like you still have to actually post the pic but it allows you to queue up the content and you get like a push notification reminder which is really cool um so yeah instagram's api rules doesn't allow you to schedule content uh so that's a great tool another t- tool that we use uh big time is uh Word swag and typorama. So to create those images that you see, um, that have the text, uh, we use tools like word swag or typorama and these are apps. Yep. And they are available now, for Android as well and stuff. Yep. Or? Yeah. Yeah. So you can use, um, for Android, I'd recommend Fonto, P-H-O-N-T-O. Okay. Um, what other tools are there? Uh, yeah, so those, those are some that we use, uh, just flat out. Um, I'm just thinking, um, oh, a good one, a good one, um, for, uh, just, uh, checking your growth. And like, there was a tool that I was looking up when we we're chatting. It's called Social Blade. That's a great one. Um, another tool that we like to use also is um you know how we talked about you know pushing people to a landing page we use lead pages and also click funnels to build out our landing pages which is a good one that's you know critical for us to build our email list and build our funnels um what else is there um yeah those are the best ones that come to mind okay no i love uh, in terms of like i've heard really great stuff about lead pages i know click funnels russell brunson does some amazing stuff with that as well. So that's really great, great tools, and I'll check out the other ones as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome, man. So I'll get the, back the question you asked normally is like, so people you learn from. So who are the three or four people you learn from and this current age, day and age in terms of online marketing side of things and entrepreneurship space? Yeah, well, look. For me, bro, I'm actually very lucky, much like you. We get to speak to all these amazing people. Um, I'm learning from, you know, new, like, new, I'm learning from and meeting new people every single day. Um, this is crazy. It's, it's such a, such an amazing privilege. I feel very blessed. 
So, um, you know, I'm constantly learning from people like Gary V, Seth Godin, um, you know, all the people that we interview and, and I constantly listen to podcasts. There's a lot of podcasts I listen to. One of my favorite podcasts is called The Foundation by Kevin Rose. Um, I really, really like that podcast. It's amazing. He has, he has the best interviews, man. You want to talk about like interviewing influencers? Bro, that guy interviews everyone, founders of Dropbox, founders of Twitter, founders of uh, Instagram, founder, you know, Jamie Oliver, founder of Tesla, Elon Musk, you know, Whoa. just like, yeah, is the best, man. So I really enjoy his podcast, which is really, really cool. Um, what are some other parts? I actually quite like Nathan Latka's podcast, um, The Top. That is quite good. And really interesting. Um, I quite like Noah Kagan's work. He's a brilliant marketer. But then, you know, these are people that I just follow their stuff and what are they, what they're doing. And, and, you know, I quite like, um, what Johnny Dumas does. He's a really smart guy. I have a lot of respect for him. Um, who else is there? Wow. Look, um, I'm always learning, uh, like, uh, and, and he's a, he's a mutual friend of ours. Um, Dan Norris. Yep. I'm always learning from Dan. He's a really smart guy. I uh, mean, him talk quite a, a lot these days. We've become great friends. Um, who else is there? Just, uh, some of, some of my mentors, um, like Matthew Mikeowitz. I don't speak to him that often, but we try and catch up every six months. Um, like, you know, I'm always learning from him. Just, yeah, like I, I hope that, um, gives you a little, oh, also my, one of my be- like really, really good friends, David, David Hobson. Um, you know, I'm always learning from David, just like all sorts of people, man. And just like a lot of my close friends down here in Melbourne um, because I'm living and breathing entrepreneurship a lot of my friends just yeah so that, I hope that gives you some insight yeah no that's great and that's the thing is like I know some of those names by heart and I follow and like I love Dan's work as well because I just before getting on the interview he had posted on Facebook is talking about you and there's like the most interviewed person in 2016 is going to be Nathan Chen I'm like I'm just I'm gonna have a <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna have yeah. a chat with him shortly. Yeah, I, I, I don't know about what Dan's saying to be true, but well, I'm, I'm just working hard and just having fun. I love your hustle. So, uh, before we wrap this up, like, what makes you that hustle in terms of like I, I love in terms of how you just push and push and push and do those things. Like, I, some of the podcasts I know you. Re- like edit them at 2 a.m. and things like that. I'm the same this side at the moment. It's almost as similar like you. It's a time zone difference here and it's like 9, 10 o'clock. So what makes you have that hustle? You know, like what keeps you pushing and pushing and pushing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, great question. Um, yeah, look, I want to be really clear, bro. Like these days, you know, people might look at founder and I, and I hope they don't think this and, and we're going to, we're going to, actually make this quite apparent in the near future that that we we do have quite a big team or a decent sized team behind us it's not just me um there's many people behind the scenes doing all sorts of things now it's not just me um so it might appear that uh we've got a lot going on and i'm hustling i'm doing all the work that's definitely far from the case um so i just want to be really transparent around that um but yeah i do work ridiculously hard and I found that, you know, the harder I work, the more lucky I seem to get and just keep building on that momentum. Um, I think, I think that's really, really key. Like if you get some wins, you just got to keep getting more and more and just keep building on that. Um, 
and always trying to find leverage wherever else you can. But what drives me, man, is is the funny thing is, you know, people only see what's being shown to them. (laughs) And, you know, like people might see, or, or like yourself, like you, you, the first time you saw me was, um, at the podcasting conference and you saw me talk about how hard I hustle to get interviews. And then you probably, you know, you follow like some of our work. Now you listen, you said you listen to our podcast and you see how much content we're producing. You see how fast our Instagram's growing. You see we're launching all these products. You see me pop up on interviews everywhere. You see us doing guest blog posts. You're just seeing all these things, right? And you just, you build, you build up this, story they're like wow this guy nathan and like he hustles so hard and like what caused that but what's funny man is if if you were shadowing me like my whole life dude it was only like you know two years ago two and a half years ago uh what yeah so i started founder close to three years ago over three years ago i didn't hustle like i hustle now i i didn't work nowhere near as hard as i work now and and I was doing work that I really, really hated, bro. And I was just – it was just like such unfulfilling work. Like the kind of work that I used to do, man, is actually embarrassing. Like some people would look at me and be like, wow, this guy's so, so smart. Like he's so switched on. He knows what's going on. But how could this guy, you know, three years ago work in a really shitty job doing IT support, getting paid absolute peanuts – um, doing really degrading work, like someone would call you up and, you know, their password wouldn't work. So you have to log in and, and fix their password or their, you know, their mouse wouldn't work or their keyboard wouldn't, wouldn't work. Or you have to create a new user that's joined the company and just do bullshit jobs like that. Like, can you imagine, <laughs> um, like how I was feeling? Yes. Like, I have a lot of IT friends and I, I know all the stories. <laughs> Yeah, like, so, so here's this guy, right, where I was clearly looking for so much more. I was clearly hungry. And, you know, this, this hunger built up over time. And then I just got so frustrated that I just started working my own, on my own thing. And once I found that thing that, you know, which is found and I fell in love with the process, I fell in love with building my own stuff and and just the opportunities are endless and I can do whatever I want to do and you know um obviously there's great financial rewards there too like um I definitely pay myself a lot more um than I did when I was working in my day job like all of those things um just uh, I guess equals you know why I work so hard where this hustle comes from bro where this hunger comes from um so does that answer your question Yes, it does answer that. And it's that I can, I can relate to that because it's the same thing. Like I just celebrated the 50th episode of this and we had a mutual friend, Chris Ducker on the show. And I can, it's like, if I, I found the podcast to me to be something that keeps me pushing and stuff, like I'm still working the day job and things like that. And I can relate. So oh, I get it. <laughs> mm, that's awesome, man. So, uh, Nathan, in terms of, uh, before, uh, uh, in terms of wrapping up, so where can people find out the details uh, of your course, the uh, website and things like that? Yeah, so if you want to find out more about our course, you can go to igdomination, igdomination.com, or you can just go to foundermag.com, f-o-u-n-d-r-mag.com, and you'll see it in the products page section. Um, 
so yeah, that's or you can download our free ebook as I said just to check out our stuff. Um it's just a just a bit of a taste of uh, what we really provide in the course. So if you go to foundermag.com forward slash free, so F-O-U-N-D-R-Mag.com forward slash free, um, those are some great places to start. Awesome. And last bit, obviously, if you guys are listening, go to Instagram.com slash Founder Magazine and make sure you follow Founder Magazine as well. That's some really great motivational quotes, as Nathan mentioned, and love, love the work there as well. And listen to the podcast. So what is an action that our listener can take today in terms of dominating Instagram? Oh, just be super consistent and provide great content. Cool, cool, cool. What are your last words you want to share that uh, is a must that we haven't already covered? Um, well, you're all about, you know, marketing and building your authority, right? Yep. I just wanted to share, like, I think one of the biggest ways to build your authority I've found um, is to align your brand with influences in your niche. Like, I've found that to be very, very powerful. So, you know, the way that we're building the authority of the founder brand is is doing the Oprah strategy where, you know, when Oprah first started, uh, you know, people were watching Oprah for the people that she was bringing onto her show, like the celebrities. But then as time went on, people wanted to hear what Oprah had to say and were more interested around Oprah and what she would do. And that's what we're doing with founder. Like we, you know, we're, we're interviewing and, and, and showcasing the stories of all these amazingly super successful entrepreneurs and influencers in the entrepreneurship niche. But then also, you know, we're using the magazine to build authority because uh, having a magazine is very, very powerful. It's like publishing a book, but I think publishing a magazine is even better than publishing a book. And then also, you know, we've got great design and really great content, so we produce really valuable work. And, you know, if you if you wrap all of that together, um, that, that really helps you build an authority because when somebody first comes – and finds any of your work, if they find you on Instagram, they get, you know, you've got a decent following and then they go to your blog, like your website and they see you've got these brilliant articles and they go to your website and they can see it looks great. And then, you know, they go to your website and they can see all these testimonials, not only just from like influencers, but you can see they've interviewed like Richard Branson, Ariana Huffington, and then you can see testimonials from all these people saying how, you know, how, like, how amazing our work is and how it's changed their lives and how much impact it's made and, how game changing this you know content is we put out and you know then you've got a really good recipe for for building your authority um now it doesn't certainly happen overnight and you know it's just a natural progression that you build up and you just keep building on it so um yeah i just wanted to share that something to think about that's awesome awesome and it's given me something to focus on as well and because i've been somewhere times a bit of, of all the spaces and things and now uh, trying to buckle down but that's probably what I wanted to hear this year at the start of the year. Thanks, man. <laughs> You're welcome, bro. All good. Nathan, really, really love the chat. And I can't believe like we've almost gone over an hour or so. <laughs> but Oh, dude, I talk too much, man. <laughs> uh, uh, like most of my episodes have been that is like we'll get in the, uh, in the details and full on value and like that. So it's been great. And I probably could go on and talk more and more and probably i want to catch up another interview go into the email marketing strategy and things you work in but that we'll save that for the next time yeah yeah sounds good bro let's do it how incredible was that like the amount of value nathan gave 
was simply amazing, amazing, amazing. Like after I'd interviewed Nathan, I just sat in the chair for a bit thinking of all those things, what he has done, what he shared and how I can implement them in my business. So I invite you to do the same. Go check out Nathan's website, founder, and also his course, IG Domination, and it, which goes into the details about how to do every single thing he talked about in relation to Instagram and more about it. So what tools you need to do, how you need to set up the systems, how to do the share for share, how to use Kick, and everything else to help you explode and help you dominate Instagram. If that's one of your marketing strategies, check it out. I've been using Nathan's tips and tricks related to Instagram and having I'm having really, really great success. Like the other day, I just posted a quick picture that even I didn't create. I just reposted it from someone else. And within half a day, I got like 67 likes. And most of it were from people from even I didn't know about. I had never heard of them. And that kind of traffic is coming across. So make sure you check out igdomination.com. That's Nathan's course. He has some great freebies. And also don't forget to download your free ebook and also check out Founder Magazine. For all the show notes and everything else we talked about in today's episode, go to keytoauthority.com slash EP053. That is keytoauthority.com slash EP053. You'll find everything you need there. And in relation to Instagram, also find me there. I'm at janish.pandya and follow me there. So till next time, keep dominating Instagram. Thank you so much for listening to the Key to Authority podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share at www.keytoauthority.com. We'll see you next time.